Hey folks, this is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on the Fat Burning Man Show, where we talk about real food and real results. What are humans actually meant to eat? It's a very complicated question these days, but today we're here with my new friend, Brian Sanders, a health coach, host of the Peak Human podcast, as well as the filmmaker behind the documentary, Food Lies. Today he's here to talk about the misinformation in the world of nutrition, and talk about what we should be doing and eating instead. Before we get there, here's the review of the week. Hello Abel, my name is Pablito. I'm from Argentina, living in Florida. I discovered your podcast by luck, and I feel grateful for it. I was having food hate because there are so many conflicting points of view that it really made me hate food. I was always tired and I'm overweight, but I lost 14 pounds by starting to intermittent fast and going back to basics. Thanks for the guidance through the podcast and looking forward to your book that should be arriving soon. May you be happy and joyful. Thanks for writing in, Pablito. Oh man, I just love getting notes like, like this, especially because you raised such an important point. It's not from finding this crazy new thing that's going to be the magic bullet and solve all your problems. It's by going back to basics and learning how to intermittent fast, which is basically doing nothing, right? It's, it's akin to, if you're thinking about your relationship with food, to unplugging from your devices and tech and the internet. It's taking a break. It's really important. And then focusing on the basics is so much more important than, than going down some new rabbit hole and, and trying to find this perfect new <laughs> carb or, or supplement or protein type or whatever, amino acid, like those special new uh, things may seem really exciting at first, but it's really by embracing the basics and, and getting a good foundation for health and then practicing good self-defense that you get to experience health for the rest of your life. But you have to keep your eye on the ball. So uh, thanks so much for writing in. Oh, also, my folks are in Florida. So if you're anywhere uh, by St. Augustine, maybe you'll see them playing some bluegrass tunes over at the farmer's market. Uh, but may you be happy and joyful as well. And if you'd like to share your story, the easiest way to do it is just drop a line to Abel at fatburningman.com or go to fatburningman.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter because we have a lot of cool stuff coming up and you don't want to miss out. If you'd like to just support us real quick, please leave a review. Please click whatever subscribe or like button is available to you on whatever platform you may be on. Really appreciate it and uh, love hearing from you. If you're interested in health supplements and you'd like to support this show, we recently became our own sponsor, which is really cool because there were no corporate overlords of any kind. So if you'd like to support us and also uh, make sure that you're optimizing your own health with the best supplements out there, go to wildsuperfoods.com. And if you sign up for subscribe and save, we're running a special deal for you right now. So if you're in the U.S., go to wildsuperfoods.com and we'll hook you up. All right, on to the show with Brian Sanders. You'll learn the science behind what humans are meant to eat, a unifying theory that pulls paleo and vegans together, how to sustainably source food, and tons more. Let's go hang out with Brian. All right, folks, Brian Sanders is a health coach and the filmmaker behind Food Lies. He graduated from UCLA with a degree in mechanical engineering and then turned to technology and sold an app company. He spent the last year and change obsessing about health and fitness, and he's here to tell us 
what he's found. Brian, thanks so much for coming on, man. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, this is this is my life. I love talking about all this stuff. Yeah, I'm, and I'm fascinated to hear what you have to say about all this because I've been kind of like steeping in health for a while now, and it's it's hard to not it's hard to know what your blind spots are, you know. And it's it's always interesting to talk to people who are kind of coming in and seeing things with a fresh perspective. So, what do you see coming into this? Yeah, I do realize that I'm kind of like the new guy in the block. I mean, I've been doing it for about four and a half years yeah. casually. But I mean, a year and a half really is when I've just gone full on, quit my job 24-7. You know, I'm up at midnight on a Friday night just banging away, you know, watching lectures and taking notes. That's so awesome. Uh, yeah. And actually, I caught an old podcast with you and Nora Good Goddess, you know, and that was in sure. 2012. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm I'm the new guy, you know, <laughs> people. And, and yeah. she's been doing it for much longer. She was oh, talking about sure. like 20 years prior. I was the so, new yeah. guy in that interview in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I understand that I'm kind of coming at this new, but then I think it's given me a pretty fresh perspective on things. And I think uh, my background in mechanical engineering helps. Mm -hmm. You know, I have this sort of unbiased approach, the scientific method, kind of just, I just want to know the answers. I want to know the root cause to things, right? Yeah. And I think that's huge. And I think a lot of people in the mainstream, world of medicine and nutrition, they, they've kind of lost their way on what is that root cause or they skip a whole part of history. They're like, well, I learned this in medical school. I'm like, well, what about evolution? <laughs> what about yeah. the whole human history? You kind of skipped over that part. Like a lot of times <laughs> they don't even under, they don't even think about it in a simple logic sense. It's right. like, wait, why are we trying to prove that fat is bad when for all of history, fat was good? Yeah. Like the simplest thing that they overlook so, um, yeah, me coming in at the end here, I, hopefully I'm part of this new wave. I think, you know, with the nutrition world and all this stuff has to always advance. Yeah. And so hopefully I carry the torch and and keep it going and, and kind of take over where people left off. And basically my focus has been around everything we got wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, the film's called Food Lies. So you have the same story, right? You're like, hey. Everything I was told was wrong. I did the opposite <laughs> and yeah. I got a lot healthier. So that's kind of, kind of where I'm at, where I, I, I re-found that out, right? It's mm -hmm. like everyone has their own journey and I re-found that out and did it for myself and then went back and did all the research to confirm it. Yeah. And you brought up, I was listening to you on the Jimmy Moore podcast and he's been on this show and, and we got, we've been in touch for <laughs> many years now, but you mentioned that, that also one of the reasons you're doing this is, is because of family concerns. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, cause you, you do need some sort of impetus to be this obsessive about health. Like, trust me, I know. And it's, you know, and sometimes it's, it, it's making good out of a bad situation, right? Exactly. That was a huge thing for me. It's a big, big step in my life. You know, I was 31. I, I thought of myself as a pretty young guy. And I had a whole life ahead of me and, you know, with my family. But, you know, my dad passed away from prostate cancer. And it was the same time my mom was progressing in Alzheimer's. And wow. so, I mean, I guess it started before I was 31, obviously, you know, this progression. But it was just such a wake-up call. It, it was around the same time when you hit 30 when you, you can't eat whatever you want anymore, mm -hmm. right? You have to take a look at what you're doing and it's, you can't just be a kid anymore. So it was this big growing process back then. And 
I started to look at diet. I didn't. Under, I don't think most people understand. Maybe people listening understand that yeah. these chronic diseases are related to diet, but the the mainstream public doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that. So I'm like, okay, my, you know, my dad died, and my mom has Alzheimer's. I mean, that can't be normal. This isn't what our ancestors right. experienced. Right. And then it was around the same time my my friends were you know getting into this ancestral health stuff, and they were like you know losing weight. And then I realized. Wait, I'm a little pudgy. You know, I always thought I was yeah. myself as like an athlete and I, you know, stayed in shape and all that. And then I was look back. I'm like, wow, I, I didn't look great. And uh, so, yeah, I kind of just went down this path and found out so many things. And I, I think my story is important because a lot of people come to this health sort of wake up call like, oh, I was 100 pounds overweight and then I figured this all out. Or, yeah. you know, they have these extreme stories. But I think it's valuable that I was in pretty good shape. I didn't think I had any problems. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am fine. And then I started going lower and lower carb. And then I remember the moment when I actually got fat adapted, when I was like, okay, I'm going to go full in. I'm taking this seriously. And it was a whole new world. And I think that's really important because so many people just think that this is how life is. Oh, yeah, I'm just tired right. every day. This is just how I feel. Like I actually had chronic overuse injuries. I had sort of like carpal tunnel type stuff hmm. with my wrist and my arm. It was all in my whole arm when I worked in the engineering world. Yeah. And I thought this – it went on for nine years. Like no one could cure it. I was in a cast for a while. It's a major thing and I just – this was just your life, right? They just try to give you medications. I refused them. It was just, well, I'm just going to barely be able to use the computer for the rest of my life. And then after a few months of being fat adapted, losing all the grains and sugar, it went away. And I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I was like, this is, so not only am I, you know, feeling better, more energy, all the stuff that, you know, it's like this thing that I thought I was going to live with forever went away too. And then I even did a test. It was last year, the Super Bowl. So over a year ago, I had all this leftover junk food around my house. We had a Super Bowl party. Started eating some of these bad foods again, and the pain came back in my wrist. Wow. And I stopped again, and it went away. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's kind of kind of my story there. That's kind of what you know got me going on this. And it, it kind of leads into the film or this – my parents, right? I'm of the age where I have to – a lot of other people too have to look after their parents in poor health. So not only are you in your thirties and you're experiencing, you need to focus more on your health, but then you're all these bad information we've gotten over the past 50 years, mm-hmm. our parents are suffering those consequences, right? So we're this new generation of people are just coming in and dealing with it. That's a big part of the film is we're falling around a woman in Los Angeles, who's my age as well, she's 35, and her dad just died of cancer, and her mom has type 2 diabetes. It's amazing that she has the same situation as me, and we have to figure this stuff out so we don't fall to the same fate. We have to undo the damage that has been done. So that's a big theme in the film. Yeah. So one thing that I talk about is, is like, if you're going to try to be healthy, it's it's mostly about self-defense. It's not about coming up with some great, wonderful diet that's all unique and, and this really specific thing. It's more about blocking out all the misinformation and the propaganda and the nonsense from almost every direction and then existing in your own little health bubble. And you get to define that what that is for better or worse. Absolutely. And, you know, we both agree it's it's so much about what you cut out yeah. more than even what you take in. Like that's the that's the biggest change. 
Yeah. So what were the things that surprised you when you took them out and, and got better? I didn't realize, and I think most people don't, is that they can make that big a difference. You just think, oh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I mean, it's just a piece of bread. We've eaten bread forever or just it's like, oh, yeah, it's just once a day. So for a couple of years before I got fully fat adapted, I was eating just two pieces of bread per day or one tortilla per day. And I felt OK. Yeah. And I was, you know, but then when you take that out, there's a whole new level. And I'm not gluten intolerant. I'm mm-hmm. fine with any foods. That's another thing. It's not like I have I don't have any problems with any foods, but I made the decision. I figured it out. You take out this one last thing and it's amazing how big that can be. So just I want to hit some of these things in the film to because I think so many people out there, they're just they think they're fine and they're not fine is a dangerous word. (laughs) Yeah, especially in America. You know, it's just so I was fine you know, before I went through all of this and, and I didn't realize that was hopefully like the lowest of my, my health, certainly in the past 10 years, that was the lowest of my health, but, um, you're numb to your own pain. You can only like be in pain about one or two things at once kind of right. And then the rest goes numb. And so that's what I mean about your blind spots. Like what were some of the blind spots you didn't realize you had? Yeah, I I think it's energy. I -hmm. think it's, and hunger and appetite regulation. That's another big yeah. one I'm getting into. Actually, I just was doing some health coaching on the on the way back here. We're following around this woman, Adele, and she's doing amazing. You can look her up on Instagram or you can go to Food Lies on Instagram and see her. She is doing so well. And she is just talking about how I'm not hungry anymore. I'm not a mm. slave to food. Mm-hmm. That's so huge. Yeah. So you can go on a diet. There's a million diets and some of them work. And many of them work, right? But they're not going to work long term maybe and they're not going to say help you with your appetite or your cravings. And so so many people that I've talked to down this path and I'm sure you've talked to, they're like, "Yes, I've lost weight other ways, but this is how I I'm free from food addiction for the first time in my life." Yeah. That's a powerful thing to me. So, so you don't even know you have these food addictions is sort of like a blind spot or you know that it's it's like I just have to eat sugar. I've seen people just completely free themselves from this sugar addiction. Yeah. And, and I don't know. That's just the most powerful thing to me is that your relationship with food changes. I remember I used to be a little bit more cranky too and just kind of low on energy. And like I didn't feel cranky at the time. Like I wouldn't describe myself as that. But like looking back, I was <laughs> certainly more so than now. And I remember when I, when I first became fat adapted like a mental calm that i wasn't used to came along with the oh i'm not like craving food all the time i'm i'm not this in this hangry state this like needing something from the outside world to make me feel okay for a minute mm-hmm. it's more just like oh i feel fine now like i haven't eaten today and that's that's pretty typical on the days especially that i do podcasts and like it feels totally different than it did when i was chewing on something every hour or two because I felt like I needed to. Yeah, and that's what you can't really argue with. And it's interesting. So that's what Dr. Dom Diagostino says. I, mm-hmm. I've talked to him a few times. But then there's the opposite with, if you know, St- Stephen Guionet. Yeah. And he just had a big debate with uh, Gary Tobbs on the right. Joe Rogan podcast. So I did an interview with Stephen a few weeks earlier, and he was telling me, I was like, oh, so have you ever even tried low carb or, you know, been fat adapted? He's like, 
yeah, it was great. He said, yeah, I did it years ago and I was never hungry. I could <laughs> fast very easily. And I was like, yes, so what's the problem? And he's just like, well, you know, I grow my own food and I don't know, you know, everyone has their own ideas and it, it's just, it's just weird when people can't accept certain things that really work for them and they'll, they'll just go on with the science. They're like, oh, well, science shows as long as you equate for protein and equate for calories then fat or carbs don't matter. And I'm like, oh, I mean, maybe that's true. Yes, I've seen those studies. But what really matters is the real world. And if you're telling yeah. me that you can not eat and be totally fine and we know that that's beneficial, then I don't know why more people aren't embracing this. Right. Like people wield supposed science like a sword. But, um, you know, science is not perfect and it only really deals with the material world. The placebo effect is completely thrown out, whereas like the placebo effect is our free <laughs> will. That's like the only thing we have in terms of trying to decide how to take control of our own health. It's like you've got to believe it. You've got to want it. And then you have to kind of realize that it's not necessarily complicated. You just have to deal with a lot of baggage from all sorts of different directions and, and misinformation and then just eat your vegetables still and not be freaked out by your food. It's, it's like the situation that we're in when we come to the dinner table, if we even go there anymore, is so alien to our ancestors, so alien even to our, our grandparents' generation, certainly great-grandparents. It's like we're basket cases. So you must have reasons to be optimistic, right? What do you see? Yeah, I, I am pretty optimistic, although it's hard sometimes because it seems like everyone's against us. This kind of anti-meat agenda is against us. For sure, um, yeah. Vegans come out and, and find me because I'm you know, more in the public eye now. And right. So sometimes it seems like it's hopeless, but then you also see the other side where I've talked to farmers, like big farmers who do regenerative agriculture. And this one guy told me that a major food company, he was consulting with them to try to get more of this regenerative farming meat out there, right? They understand really? where the tide's turning. So yeah. I, I can't you know, name any names, but these giant companies understand that the consumers want something, so they need to give it to them. So they want something that's regeneratively raised, they're onto that. So that that's really promising to me. You know, I've shot some film in grocery stores. I was trying to find low fat products and all this this messaging about the, you know, cause it's, you know, the film, I wanna go show that, that this was wrong. And th that's been sort of undone. You know, I don't ever go in the middle aisles of the grocery store and you, uh, I go in there and it's like, going in the freezer section and none of it said low fat. It all was saying high protein or like 20 grams of protein or this, you know, the messaging has changed to protein. So that's that's awesome. So I think we're finally gone with the low fat sort of craze, but uh, I'm more worried about the big me media corporations, right? Where they, they're still just so against this message of high fat and low carb and you know you'll see these articles that keto is dangerous or this you know all these dangers of this and jillian michaels is like it's so dangerous to eat this way or uh, you're you know you're cutting out a whole essential nutrient and we're like no carbohydrates are the one non-essential nutrient <laughs> yeah that's true so yeah it, it's just weird trying to figure out why people the mainstream is so against this part of it is i mean i guess their their bills are paid mm -hmm. by these big food companies and you know they can't really go against too many things but i don't know yeah what i mean what do you think about why, why are people so resistant to this stuff capitalism at work maybe 
it's a lot of work to be uh, actually healthy. And most of the misinformation that's out there is so deeply entrenched, kind of like science. It takes 10 or 20 years to accept anything. Mm, yeah. or it took, you know, the food marketers 10, maybe 20 years to kind of get rid of the low fat thing because that never worked anyway. You know, it's like, oh, here's an example. It's like when I go and look for flights, I, I don't care. I have no association with it, but it's like I just go to kayak because like mm-hmm. I, I, it must have been in college or something, maybe around, maybe just after that. It was just like that's the place where you went to get the cheapest flights. And then like I came across this article that there's a better website to go to where you get cheaper prices or whatever. And what surprised me is that like it never even occurred to me in those like 10 years to go to a different website. And I think that's a that's an example of just like oh, I found my my health food and it's this or I found my diet and it's this and this is who I am. And then you, it, it's difficult to kind of get out of that for everybody. So if all of society is wrong about how we're supposed to eat and it's compromised by all these people who are trying to sell us products, then it's difficult to get recommendations for any sort of diet that gives you your power back, right? That makes it so you don't need to buy something from them anymore. It's like you can kind of chill out and eat some nuts or, or eat some veg or not eat anything and feel fine. You know, whereas if you're hooked on their stuff and you're doing whatever Jillian Michaels is saying, or that's one of the reasons I started this podcast is because all these talking heads are completely bought out by these giant corporations and they're just talking heads. They're just puppets. They're not giving you health advice. They're giving you marketing. And uh, I think it's really important that that people like you are doing work now out of passion because there are, or at least I assume there aren't, like puppeteers pulling your your strings, selling, uh, telling you 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 can't say that. You have to sell this or or make these advertisers happy. You know? Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm I'm 100% independent. I I'm going broke doing this. This is 100. <laughs> this is definitely my passion. I'm out there. I have no advertisers. I have my own podcast called Peak Human, and no advertisers ever. It's I mean I just talk about the film. I am haven't taken any money from any anyone in the film outside of individuals. Yeah. So I'm trying to do this really on this grassroots level, and the community's been so awesome. I mean, it's amazing. People coming out of the woodwork and making big contributions, and you know, supporting and sharing. And I love this community so much. Yeah. And I didn't even want to work with a big company to help me produce it. You know, mm-hmm. it's really hard to make a film and. You know, I almost went with one company, but then you, you start having these meetings and like, oh, yeah, we could do this and then we'll have this and we'll and even though they have nothing to do with the food industry and they have no ties, they still want to put their spin on it and they yeah. still have their own ideas. So I've really resisted that and am just doing just just seriously like what I've learned and that's it and my message and. I think I've been really unbiased in this and everyone thinks they're really unbiased. Sure. But uh, my whole goal is to look at all sides of this and it's almost maybe at a detriment at some at some times because i will go on the podcast and i'll have people i don't agree with yeah. like stefan guinea right and then people at, after they're like oh why did you have stefan guinea on like he's like the same old guy I'm like no well he's a guy you know he's an interesting researcher and he has mm-hmm. some interesting ideas and i'm gonna look at all the sides of this and that's how the film is gonna be 
right? Maybe I did start down sort of a bias route a year and a half ago where sure. I was like, oh, carbs are the worst. Like no one should ever eat carbs, yeah. right? And then you, you kind of have your own journey of, of realizing that there's more to the story. There's context, right? Yeah. Right. There's so much context there. What kind of carbs or what are your goals? Like, are you an athlete? You know, there's a million things. So I think now I've come around to this really all encompassing view of nutrition almost like the unifying theory of nutrition. I talk about sometimes where, you know, you can go down different paths and there's, you can be healthy down a more vegan route, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, not purely, you can't, I don't think anyone should avoid all animal foods. Uh, I think that's kind of crazy, but you can be healthy on a very, very plant-based diet, or you can be healthy on a very meat-based diet, right? Yeah. You just don't get stuck in the middle. Don't be like most of America eating 40% carb, 40% fat. And so people can go down these paths and they have all these unifying themes, right? They're avoiding the same things. They're avoiding processed foods. They're avoiding the vegetable oils and the sugar. And they're doing very healthy habits like, of course, the whole lifestyle of working out, better sleep, lower stress, like a million things there. And then they're just not combining the fat and the carb together. And that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of had this realization. I was like, wait, so why, why do people lose weight if they do the potato hack? You know, you hear about yeah. the potato diet, right? I'm like, that, that, that's weird. Or like this high starch diet. These people are eating like almost nothing but rice and they're losing weight. And then you kind of realize that the body has these different mechanisms and there's different things going on. And it's not just that carbs are bad. It's mm -hmm. that there's a lot more to it and that, you, you can go down these different paths. So yeah, I think that's gonna be sort of good for a film mm -hmm. that understands this and isn't just this one-sided propaganda piece like What the Health, yeah. right? So it's What the Health, this, the vegan film really made me start this project. That oh, was really? a year and a half ago. Yeah. A year and a half ago, I watched it and I was like, I, I can't let this happen. Like <laughs> this is, you can't just start make a film about this. This is not true. Like. Barely any of this is true. And I love the magic pill, right? You know, Pete Evans is great. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, becoming friendly with him. Great film, started, you know, started getting it out, this message out there. But I did look up criticism of it. And some people said, hey, this is kind of just like a propaganda piece. But on the other side, right. it's saying keto is the only way to go. Right. And, you know, this is and, – and then maybe they, they kind of had these tr transformation stories that were a little too unbelievable – or, or making too big a claim. It's like, oh, you can cure autism in 10 minutes, you know, just eat a stick of butter and, you know, yeah. and I, I understand how this science works. I've been to many conferences about the science of the epilepsy and using a ketogenic medical therapy and reducing brain tumors. And there's all this stuff that that a ketogenic metabolic therapy, you know, a true keto diet can and do, but I don't want to throw that out in the film to the mainstream where they're just like, what? Like, there's, is this supposed to be some, you know, magic pill? Like, yeah. I just didn't want to be that extreme and make two bold claims. So yeah. basically, to wrap it up, I'm kind of saying that the film We'll look at both sides of nutrition. It'll show what the unifying theories are, what what makes people healthy. And but I do make, you know, a conclusion. It's not like this, you know, you you can't have a good film if it's just like, hey, do whatever. <laughs> you know, it's right. like we have no message. But what it boils down to is we look at six lines of evidence, six main lines of evidence, right? Over 
all of history, right? We're going to look at evolution. Let's look at biochemistry. Let's look at epidemiology. Let's look at randomized controlled trials. Let's look at, you know, genetics and the gut biome. Like if we look at all these things, we're going to make some conclusions about nutrition and the best way to do it. So we know that there's different approaches, but what's awesome is they all line up on this high fat, low carb approach, right? It's, it's all about nutrient density. To me, my big things are nutrient density. You can't argue with nutrient density, right? And to me, that's the amount of bioavailable essential mineral fatty acids and vitamins and minerals, right? So if you look at from that standpoint, then you're, you're ending up with a high fat, low carb diet, right? You're sure. ending up with a, like nose to tail eating and, you know, a lot of animal foods and, and vegetables and low sugar fruits and, you know, not stuff like that. So you can look at it a million ways and it all comes back to the same way of eating. This nutrient dense, high fat, low carb approach, there's no holes in it. You look at all the evolution. We all know this ancestral health movement knows it's it's all what we've been doing forever. You can look at modern biochemistry. It still works. You know, every single thing works. I mean, you can some of the epidemiology doesn't work, but I show why that doesn't work in the film, right? Mm -hmm. We can see why these food questionnaires or these like kind of Harvard Public Health, like biased plant-based type of epidemiology that shows correlations and they try to make it into causation. And so, so yeah, basically there's a lot of holes if you look at other dietary approaches, especially veganism, and there's no holes at all when you look at our approach. Well, unless you're looking with like a compromised gallbladder or like with specific medical conditions. And and also I think it's important to to bring up, you know, like when I was writing my book for instance, which is, you know, the way that I eat more as a function of what fat is because it's higher calorie, right? 9 calories per gram as opposed to 4 or 5 for protein or carbs. It's like if you're an animal, historically speaking, or if you're our ancestors, that's kind of where your energy comes from. It's not about being high fat as much as like that's kind of baked in. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not like some diet. And also, you know, when it comes to I was a vegetarian for years and even a vegan for a very short time. But, you know, it's come out over and over again, especially in this age of influencers that we live in. I don't know if you saw this, but this is blowing up the internet or it has been for the past couple of weeks about this giant Instagram influencer uh, who is famous for being vegan and like putting out all these vegan products and making a bunch of money from it, except she accidentally posted a video of her eating fish, mm -hmm. which uh, yeah. is, is not vegan. And mm -hmm. so when something like that happens, does that mean that she never was and couldn't be? And and the reason that, you know, the backstory is because her doctor said you need to eat more protein. You know, she stopped ovulating and, and started having actual physical problems from this diet that's making her rich and famous, supposedly. But then she's locked into that until it was exposed, right? So it's like, I don't want to say that that you have a perfect diet or, or that I do or anything like that, but that's not how diets work. It's not like you have this one thing and it's like that forever, uh, whether it's not eating meat or, or something else. It's, it's a moving target. Our bodies all have different needs. We have different goals. And it's like, if I'm running 30 miles a day, like I used to, then like I can polish off some carbs and it's going to be all right. You know, it's like... And everyone kind of has that choice. And so we need to acknowledge that 
just because you eat this way and, and I eat this way, it doesn't mean that vegans are wrong and it doesn't mean that paleo people are right or that keto people are right. It's like we all agree about most things. If you're doing an ancestral diet correctly, I believe anyway that it is primarily plant-based volume-wise and then it's fat-based calorie-wise. But that's, I mean, that's not catchy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 that makes sense. It, that people don't, yeah, understand that you, yeah, you could be getting your ha over half your calories from fat without even eating that much fat because, yeah. yes, it, it's so dense with calories. Yes, and actually, so I meant more that there's a framework that we land on, not a diet that we yeah. land on. Yeah. So I do agree with you. Everything you just said, 100% agree with. So I'm not saying everyone needs to be high fat, low carb, exactly how I do it or you do it. It's that, there's a framework that means embracing fat, whatever that is, yeah. right? It doesn't mean like the amount. I'm saying it, it embraces fat. It embraces whole foods. It embraces minimally processing, right? So it's it's this whole framework. And, you know, I, the wild diet fits right in, right? And Or my specific diet that I choose fits right in. And the Weston A. Price diet fits in, yeah. right? There's pescatarian fits into this framework. Mm -hmm. So... There, that's kind of what the the conclusion is at the end of the film, you know, is that we land on it, and that yes, you need to customize it to your needs, and and that's going to be fluid. And yes, there's a lot of context. Well, yeah, even to that point, I remember a while back, Tony Robbins had a bunch of health issues from being pescatarian specifically because of all this heavy metal toxicity. And mm. so that's another, it's, it's like, is eating mostly plants plus fish a healthy diet? Like, yeah, until you're overloaded on, on all these <laughs> heavy metals because we live in the real world, right? And it's like, sometimes even if you are vegan, the best option might not be plant-based or whatever, right? And so we need mm -hmm. to be a little bit more compassionate, I think, with ourselves and with each other and be like, all right, we're all kind of in trouble here. No one has all the answers, but let's do the best we can. There are certain like foundational principles that we can pretty much all agree on. Absolutely. I don't like people who get into this health world and there's they're saying there's just only one path. Yeah. Like vegans, they say this is the path and they ignore all the other ways to do things or someone who's like only calories matter and only science matters. Well, you're doing your one path. I haven't um, encountered a lot of people that really embrace all paths, which like I said, is kind of my, what I'm trying to do is like I yeah. get all sides. Like don't get wrapped up in your own way of thinking. And that that's a huge problem. It's like almost against human nature, mm -hmm. right? Everyone just wants to, it's like, I figured this out. This is the way I do it. I use kayak, you know, like this is my thing or like I, I'm vegan, like this is my thing. But you realize that you, you got to be open. You got to so, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a better website than kayak. You never know. <laughs> but, yeah. but you said um, w one thing actually in what you sent over to me, blinded by your tribe is where a lot of people are at right now. And they may not realize it, right? Like I was blinded by kayak or whatever. And it still might be the best. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But you should always like look at, at where you're at. And, and um, oftentimes that's the issue is you don't realize <laughs> where you're blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, to, to go back to vegan and too as a tribe, I don't have yeah. a problem with vegans, right? I don't have a problem with people eating whatever they want. Yeah, and of course. I, mean, I want them to be informed. But I kind of think that these tribes form and then they they become activists. And I mm. think that's something that I, I'm kind of getting into and want to 
go against is these activists that are trying to push things on other people, like the Eat Lancet thing, right? They're like, this is a diet for a planet, mm-hmm. you know, the planetary diet, and this is supposed to help. And, you know, it's actually not based on, you know, that, that much uh, evidence that, the envi- you know, the environmental factors, uh, they got wrong. I think they got wrong, and I have a lot of science and people uh, talking about the environmental side too, and and that it's not what we think, and that you can make a, a case for animals helping the environment. Absolutely, right? If you're, if you're raising them properly, yeah, absolutely. If you're raising animals them. instead of humans, then definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting that soil, you know, to actually grow and become uh, more nutrient filled and and get more topsoil, then yes, we're helping the planet. It can sequester more carbon. It can yeah. do a lot of things. So that's what I have a problem with these activists of any kind. Maybe not just vegan activists, but people sure. who are are pushing their agenda to try to change you when they are looking at it from their one side mm-hmm. and and then you know it it goes into schools and nursing homes and hospitals and the military right these guidelines so it's not just oh i'm just going to eat you know my version of my tribe's diet and i'm i'm by myself it's no i'm gonna it trickles down into society and then we have school lunches that are a joke and people send me pictures of hospital food and it's Mm -hmm. a complete nightmare they're like how am i supposed to heal you know this is the time i need to be healing and the hospital tray is a pure nightmare like it's just a processed food with no nutritional value and it's like low fat yogurt and bread and jam and orange juice it's like that i would never eat that i would fast before i ate that yeah so that's a problem with tribes and that's a problem with kind of just people these i don't know so i'm kind of trying to fight that in the film too i don't Mm -hmm. i don't want to make some sort of like anti-vegan film or anti this or attack people but it's like kind of going against some of this propaganda that a lot of people have heard in the mainstream. Yeah. And there's a lot of it out there. One, you know, reason that people do align with tribes is because of the social support, because it is so hard to kind of do your own thing in this <laughs> culture that we live live in with social media <laughs> attacking you all the time and various people kind of thinking that their way is right. So, you know, that's one of the other things that happens. Like, what if you are a vegan or vegetarian? You're part of that tribe and you're rallying for that. But then your doctor tells you that you need to eat meat. Do you keep lying to your friends? Do you have to give up your tribe? That's one. Like, I'm not against vegans either. But that's like the idea that you can never stray out and eat anything that, you know, is animal based protein is scary to sign up for as an activist for the rest of your life. Because what are you signing up for? And how much do you really know about it? Like, I don't know enough about anything to sign up for that, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just want to give people information. I think a lot of it is they don't have enough information and you're kind of blinded and you go down yeah. these routes. And many people and come to kind of a more high fat approach from vegan yeah. because they, they ruin their health and they, they find that they're healing themselves. And so, yeah, they tell me these stories. I've done podcasts. Liara Keith is amazing. If anyone's read The yeah, Vegetarian she was, Myth. She was on this oh, show yeah. a while back too. Awesome. So so many people that, you know, have found the light and just it's just about information. So just make that available to people and make their own choices. And 
yeah, try not to get too wrapped up in any one way of thinking. Well, maybe you can comment on this too, because like traditional media is all about getting you to think in in one particular way. But when you make a film, it's not, right? You're kind of able to choose what your thesis is and and how you communicate ideas. But, But I would imagine from your perspective, you can see that big media doesn't work like that. Yeah, basically, well, it's a it's a whole new world when you when you're answering to no one. And yeah, yeah I could actually I don't know I don't know what to say about this. Basically, it's it's great to just have this freedom to to say my own message and what I've actually learned and not have to worry about advertisers or people yeah. above me trying to tell me what to do. So Right. I don't know. It's very freeing. It's a rare thing. It really is. Yeah. Like I was on, as, as listeners of this show know, I was on uh, ABC television and I've done some other stuff with big organizations. And it's like the the freedom to be able to speak your mind mm-hmm. and and actually, you know, not have that censored is a rare and beautiful thing in this world. But it's something that you really need to like realize what it is and then try to protect it with everything that you can because... Because the world in many ways, I'm sure it's like if you're trying to make a, a documentary or, or a feature length film, people are pretty quick to hop on board and try to take your free speech away. <laughs> you know, it's like, here's all this money. Zoop, I'll take that. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you can't say this anymore. And th- and I've just been really discouraged by how much of that I've seen in the in the book publishing world and TV world and in movies, documentaries, what have you. So anyway, props to you for doing your own thing and going broke over it because that's kind of what it exactly. takes, especially with these fashion <laughs> yeah. projects. Definitely, it's not fun, but yeah, I believe it'll work. You know, yeah, it'll work. When I started this show. I didn't like have basically have any money coming in. I and I was working a separate job just to make sure I could do this and keep it not poisoned by these these puppeteers or what have you. It's tough to make it work over the years. You have to say no to a lot of things and a ton of money. Um, but that that's kind of great too. And I'm sure that your work is going to be so much more meaningful because of that. Because you're not coming in. You may have your own agenda. We all do. And we have our own blind spots or what have you. But you can make your own thing that can affect people in a natural way, hopefully. And that's just, oh, anyone out there listening, do that project. Do it. It's worth it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it, it's so fun to you know wake up each day and, and do something they believe in. And yeah. so, yeah, anyone listening, it doesn't have to be about health or nutrition, but... Yeah, I love that message of just finding that thing that maybe isn't going to make you money. Maybe it's not going to make you money for a couple of years, but, yeah. you know, it's a good hobby and it gives you purpose. It's a calling. Yeah. It's a calling for sure. I can't believe it, but we're just about out of time. But before we go, Brian, could you tell folks a little bit more about your film as well as where they can find you? Yeah, definitely. It's foodlies.org. So the film's called Food Lies. Uh, we're just ending our... Indiegogo. So we, we're going to hit our goal. And by the time people nice. hear this, it's probably going to be over, but you can still, it's, it's in demand. You can still pre-order a copy and we need that because our goal is not what we actually need to make the film. There's sure. so much money it takes to make the film. We have, we want to do animations. We want to do, uh, you know, professional graphics and just make it look awesome. And really my whole goal is like, not everyone's going to do all the research that I was able to do. I work right. until midnight on Friday nights. I watch lectures. I've read a hundred books. I've done a million things. 
So what I want is to give people a 90-minute audiovisual thesis. Show your family and friends who didn't do all this research, who don't listen to this podcast that you do. And just lay it all out and you'll get it. You'll walk away and be like, wow, <laughs> everything I knew is wrong. And the best way to do that is with a feature-length documentary. Yeah. So, so yes, uh, foodlies.org and also sapien.org. I'm trying to do a, a, a much bigger thing here. Go beyond the film and build technology to help doctors and patients and health coaches communicate you're probably familiar with Verda Health. You know, mm -hmm. Verda is making some awesome technology that helps reverse type 2 diabetes, right? They're putting it into remission, basically. Yeah. I don't know if you want to call it reversing, but they're using an app and it's a smart scale and this technology. So we're we're doing that same thing and giving it to people. So, um, and we're even trying to help the, the farming world one day, you know, change the way we've, we grow food. Right. And yeah. stop monocropping. Right. Let's get back into these mixed farming methods. And mm -hmm. so Sapien is a company I've found with a doctor and uh, the producer of the film, which is a, you know, a friend of mine I've known for years. And we're trying to do all of this. We're keeping this going. I mean, we're already planning the second film, but basically this is more of a life's purpose and a life vision to make Sapien into a much bigger thing. So. Support me there, please. <laughs> awesome. There's not, there, yeah. Well, Brian, I, you're doing great work, man. I can't wait to see how the film comes out. And uh, we need more of you, that's for sure. So thanks for coming <laughs> on the show. All right. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Wild Superfoods and listeners like you. Whether you're looking to drop a few pounds, maximize performance for your next competition, or simply stay young and energetic, you need a name you can trust. That's why my wife Allison and I created Wild Superfoods. Our nutraceuticals and cutting-edge health supplements are literally the products we've been taking ourselves daily to upgrade our nutrition and optimize our health for the past three-plus years. And we're extremely excited to say Wild Superfoods is finally ready for you with much more to come. When you buy from Wild Superfoods, you're supporting a small family business, not a massive faceless corporation. We don't have any investors or stockholders to please, so our priority is you. We want to help you become as healthy as you possibly can be. Also, starting our own family company, it's kind of cool, has made it so we can create these shows for you without outside sponsors clouding our message of health. So if you believe in what we do, please check out Wild Superfoods. We think you'll dig it. And as a listener of Fat Burning Man, you can save over $80 on a one-time purchase or save over $128 when you select the subscribe and save option. Also, you can get free access with subscribe and save to our Fat Burning Tribe coaching and meal planning community. That place is awesome. I'll see you in there. It's usually at least $27 a month. So check out Subscribe and Save from Wild Superfoods if you want to get the tribe for free. We think you'll like it. So all you have to do is head on over to wildsuperfoods.com to order your very own health-boosting goodies for a big-time discount. One more time, that's wildsuperfoods.com. Thanks again for listening. Well, hey there, listener. This is Abel one more time, and I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Fat-Burning Man Show. If you liked it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you might be listening to or watching this show right now. And if you have a second, 
please leave me a quick review for the Fat Burning Man Show. I read every single one of them, and every time you leave a review, it gives us a little boost in the rankings, and that helps other people find this show. And if you can think of someone else who might enjoy and benefit from this free show, please take a second to share it with a friend or a family member. And if they're like, what is this fat burning man thing? That's a really silly name. You could be like, you're right, but here's the deal. We've recorded over 250 episodes of the Fat Burning Man Show with thought leaders in health from all over the world. And so far, we've won four awards, hitting number one in health in more than eight countries internationally. We have more than 30 million downloads already, but we're just getting started. I can't believe any of this, by the way, and couldn't do any of this without you. So thanks once again. But here's some more good news. You can download and listen to every single episode of the Fat Burning Man Show for free with zero outside advertisements, no outside sponsors, and no corporate overlords. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com. We'll give you a, a second here just to type it in. And you'll get all the show notes, transcripts, and video and audio versions for all the past episodes of the Fat Burning Man Show for free. Better yet, Enter your email at fatburningman.com, sign up for my newsletter, and I'll even send you a quick start guide so you can take your health into your own hands right now, along with a few of our ridiculously tasty recipes as a special thanks for signing up. Once again, just go to fatburningman.com right now, enter your best email to get your free goodies with a bonus surprise straight to your inbox. This is Abel James signing off. Thank you so much for listening once again and have a great week.